rescue op, save the dinosaurs from an island that's about to explode. What could go wrong? Welcome to Fallen Kingdom, where we return to Jurassic World one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And here we are back to discuss Minute 7 of Fallen Kingdom. But before we get to that, David, once again, heading over to Jurassic-Pedia.com. We've all been exploring the uh, Department of Prehistoric Wildlife website and the Dino Tracker recently, um, but here we've got a, a pretty good article up on uh, on them. And uh, again, this will be updated once the film comes out and we've got a bit more information about the Department of Prehistoric Wildlife, but um, they seem to be the uh, the new DPG for Dominion. Yep. The um, Department of Prehistoric Wildlife, I guess, is a fictitious government department that's meant to round up, keep track of the dinosaurs. We have They're the ones that run the Dinosaur Tracker website, and I ended up um, getting retweeted by the Dino Tracker uh, Twitter account with my T-Rex footprints and mud pictures. Oh, nice. You haven't been to sauna, have you? <laughs> no, I um, claimed that the that I saw the footprints when I was hiking in the Redwoods. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> oh, very good. So, yeah, uh, I, I guess just dinotracker.com, dino the, uh, the website. I know we mm-hmm. talked about in the... Uh, the first of the May issue of Jurassic Minutes, so um, head out there's more stuff. I think there's a there's a game, online game you can play, like an eight bit game or something there as well, Neil. And the, the Dino Tracker site as well, so it's um, putting out all the necessary stuff for marketing ahead of headed uh, Dominion. Yep. Marine One, I gotta close the gate. Get out of there. Understood. We're heading out. All right, Dave, ready to get a minute seven of Fallen Kingdom? I am. Alright, minute seven uh, opens with the T-Rex flying a kite and ends with CG lava racing across the screen. Um, as we open on minute seven, the Rex is thrashing her big head back and forth, still holding onto the rope ladder in the helicopter. And as we mentioned last uh, minute, there's a bit of a weight limit to these ladders and if the T-Rex tugged on the ladder enough to force the chopper back and forth in the air, then it uh, should have simply snapped by now. But again, we've got to have the uh, the movie magic and uh, the suspense of the Trinosaur trying to bring the chopper down. Mm-hmm. But the pilot's still yelling back to his crew to cut the line. And one of those men produces a knife that's uh, now in your collection, Dave. Not this specific yep. knife, but uh, you're able to use screen caps to uh, identify the type of knife you used and pick one up yourself. I did, yeah. It only took me four years. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly found it on a whim. I was reading spooky stories on Reddit, and this guy happened to mention that he had a knife on him and so I googled to see what the knife looked like and in the related images was the, a very familiar looking knife and honestly I just kind of ended up down the rabbit hole it looked I don't think it was the exact knife I think it was one that looked very similar but I think like two or three clicks after that the exact knife ended ended up coming up and I was like I can't believe I finally found it. It was completely <laughs> on a whim. And surprisingly, too, because like, you, you threw up some screen caps of the knife used in the scene. A lot of a lot of real, um, real easy to see identifiers on it. 
which would, you should be able to uh, find what make a model of the knife is pretty easily, but um, obviously not. You, I was gonna, yeah, you, you would think that, but honestly, there's so many knives that look like it that it ended up making the search more difficult than it should have been. And honestly, the fact that it's kind of like a, it's not a very well-known brand, it's like RUI or something, I've never even heard of it. The knife model is the RUI um, K25 fixed blade, and it comes with a sheath that's, uh, it hits like a hardened sheath and then a little little bar that allows you to effectively turn the knife into a wire cutter, I guess. <laughs> Those. I have no idea how that works. We don't see that function in the movie. <laughs> we barely see the knife. We like that it flashes across the screen barely for a second. <laughs> yeah, well, he doesn't. But, even, he doesn't even get a chance to cut the cut the rope here either. So yeah, the um, I like to collect movie knives. That's one of the things I focus collect. I've always enjoyed collecting knives, but I mean, there's just so many cool knives out there. You got to find a way to focus it somehow. So. With me, it's movies and, of course, a uh, really unique-looking blade like this appearing in a Jurassic Park movie. I had to track it down. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird that Roland didn't have some sort of uh, knife or skinning. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was in RJ's pack. Mm-hmm. Being a hunter, if he's going to take a cape or something, you'd think they'd have uh, skinning knives in that there. Mm-hmm. Although that wouldn't work real well on a male T-Rex. but <laughs> um, Like a bush knife or something would be affected like just i mean because there's other things other than t-rex out in the jungle you know yeah yeah well even we see him set the blind up obviously he would have had a machete or an axe or something to mm-hmm. to do all that in the film that we don't have any info on whatsoever is this all of a sudden him and rj are up there in that um in that blind waiting for the t-rex to turn up so mm-hmm. just the bushcraft skills at least <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah but uh finally after too long <laughs> the ladder snaps between the the tech and the rex's jaws and it's weird because it makes like a chain link fence being knocked over sound as it does as it drops away but uh, everyone celebrates seemingly uh, too early as the moment later the mosasaur bursts from the water and closes the jaw over the tech and the remaining section of the rope ladder uh, still dangling under the helicopter We've we've talked about the Mosasaur and it's one trick <laughs> one trick feeding. Here being six months after the fall of the park, obviously yes, you'd still be trying to f- feed from a wire rope above the above the uh, water. Eight years later in Dominion, we'll see <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But um, the drop the chopper does drop slightly as the Mosasaur falls back into the water um, between two of the ruined monorail pylons, and I, I just love the shot. It took um, Eight or six months for um for this park to pretty much just fall to complete ruin, mm-hmm. which I know there was a bit of discussion when the film came out just how how destroyed the park is here. Only been six months after the after the fall of the park, without the maintenance, without the upkeep. Obviously, there's been a few severe storms that have come through, and maybe even a cyclone. But um, but the complete monorail collapse. Um, we'll see later when they fly back to the island, just the monorail off the tracks at the main gates and everything else as well. I think it's interesting that even Camp Cretaceous doesn't do a whole lot to explain that. I mean, like, we know that Rexy has staked her territory here, but the fact that all this infrastructure just started falling 
apartment out six months of inspections, it's like, you do not have the best engineers in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Despite your claims, there's clearly some expense spared. Yeah, yep. Um, Yeah, not solid concrete. (laughs) Um, And we do do know in Camp Cretaceous there's a few severe storms that hit the island, but there's no sort of cyclonic tropical tropical storms that are really bad that are bad enough to destroy their treehouse anyway. <laughs> I don't know, that one that um that destroyed or that came through during the um Indorep or sorry, the um Scorpius mm. was pretty bad. Yep. That one was I mean I wouldn't say it's maybe c- cyclonic, but it was definitely like a tropical depression of some sort. Mm. Yeah, true, true. But as we go under the water with uh, the motorsaw, we can see the lights of the, the open gates in the distance. Um, not the same as we've seen from above the water, so a bit of a little geographic issue there. With um, Above the water, we're looking towards Main Street, and as soon as we drop under the water, uh, same camera angle, and here's the gates all of a sudden. Uh, back on the chopper, the men in the back look down in shock at what had just happened which I don't know why they're in shock, because they were just going to cut him loose <laughs> 10 seconds earlier, so um, either way, the tech would have died, but um, I would have hoped the, the pilot would be getting some elevation at this point after seeing what's happened, but no, they just fly out through the gates, but we move into the chopper where another mercenary um, is talking over the radio, DNA sample secure, uh, tell the boss we're coming back home, as he pushes a button on a miracle transport container we've brought up before that just magically houses this uh, piece of bone they come for. We've discussed it before. <laughs> Marvel, all the other films that have uh, these containers that uh, seem suitable for an item that no one's ever seen before or uh, no one knew the exact dimensions for, but they fit pretty well. And uh, as the scene ends, we cut back outside as the chopper flies low through those lagoon gates and below the motorsaw swims out of the gates uh, free to explore the world so they've got what they come for she's got what she wants she's um she's out and uh about Mm -hmm. to play havoc on the world but uh that's the end of the opening scene as the minute ends we uh start to get the music intensify and we get to see some lava pour across the screen we'll see what that's for next minute dave that's uh seven minutes the end of the first opening scene um i know a lot of people compare this to uh, some of the other openings for the franchise like movie aside it's probably one of the stronger openings um, for any of the Jurassic films though I gotta say that guy on the rope was definitely had had a bad day (laughs) (laughs) well he's down there with with Zara now so (laughs) maybe they can plan a wedding together (laughs) um but uh, anything else on that before we look at the novel? Uh, I do think it's interesting that Camp Cretaceous shows that the campers ended up watching this entire uh, sequence play out, and even up to the um, guy getting chomped. Mm, yeah, good point. Because we do get the some radio chatter in the helicopter to start with. Um, but I think as soon as we hear Marine 1 and start to hear the, uh, the dialogue over the radio that goes on between the tech and the sub and that and marine one we sort of know exactly where we are what's happening and then yeah as the kids come out in the lagoon you can see that helicopter over the over the lagoon i think it starts with rexy already bitten the ladder 
and then you have the motorcycle come up and the kids like oh <laughs> it, it was it was a great way to see um see this scene opening scene from a different angle different perspective so that's great um as for the novel everything pretty much happens the same way uh, the chopper scene moving off over the mountains as most all um, breaches then swims out the open gates so they don't really go to their same ways here they go different ways but uh, apart from that everything else is the same so dave i think that's it for minute seven how about we get out of here for today and we'll be back next week with minute eight all right all right lovely <laughs> <laughs>